Hey, it's Clay. Welcome back to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. In this episode, I want to do a little current events here, not necessarily in a specific headline like I've done in past episodes, but more so just kind of an overarching headline concept that I'm sure you've seen in the headlines if you you know follow the news, if you follow not even necessarily financial news, but just news in general. And that has to do with, as you saw in the title of this episode, trade tariffs and you know how they work. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they going to be effective? I mean, all sorts of different variations of the topic, but the common denominator is just trading tariffs in general. So what I want to do with this is just kind of give you my thoughts on them and go over you know, the way I think that things, um, you know, I'll, I'll let the spoiler out of the bag. I, I do not agree with them. I don't think that they work, and I'll explain what I mean by that. And I'm not going down any sort of political rabbit hole here. I'm just talking about things from a, a strictly business perspective, from strictly somebody that enjoys economics, and from somebody that just likes to talk numbers, likes to talk about how businesses operate, how businesses grow, how businesses stay in business, and that'll be an important thing as we progress here. But yeah, remember, companies wanna grow. But more importantly than growing, before you even focus on growing, companies need to just stay in business, right? They need to at least be able to keep the lights on and all that. So before you even get to growth, that common core thing that all businesses share is, you know what? We're starting a business, but then we gotta be able to stay in business. But before we go any further, let's just quickly go over what a, a tariff actually is. And you know, tariffs can come in you know many different shapes and forms, but the big ones here are, are the trade tariff, tariffs. And you know, basically what this is, is a, a, some sort of protect, protectionism, there we go, mechanism that countries can put in a place, but again, you know, this could be, technically I could charge you a tariff. If, if you wanted something to occur in a transaction, I could just throw something at you. So it's not like tariffs are only between country to country. You know, they can uh, occur in very different ways, but the big one and the one I wanna accomplish and kind of a tackle here is that one that you've seen in the headlines over and over again. Uh, you know, the, the whole trade tariff talk probably started, I don't know, what has it been about, maybe three months ago? and it's still in play, there's still threats being made, there's still deadlines where if such and such deal isn't negotiated, then these tariffs are now going into play. So it's definitely, certainly very relative and uh, relevant to you know the, the current situation. So what exactly is a tariff? Well, I wanna kinda set up an example and give both sides of the example, and then we'll kinda take it from there. So there's a guy in the world, and his name is Bob, okay? And Bob wants to buy a block. Very simple premise. So how is Bob going to go and buy a block? Well, he's got a couple of different situations, right? He could technically make a block on his own, but he doesn't really know how, he doesn't have the time to go out there and learn how, he doesn't feel like finding the proper material. So he's, you know, I, I just, I wanna buy a block, right? And that's what business is all about. That's what trade is all about, allowing people to focus on what they do best, and when people do things best, that's how prices are kept down. Another way of looking at this is, technically speaking, you could make yourself a pair of shoes. You don't have to go to the store to you know, buy a pair of shoes. But why would you waste all that time learning how to sew, learning how to construct a shoe, figuring out the proper type of material to put into it, and all that when you could just go spend, I don't know, 50 bucks, 60 bucks on a pair of shoes? Hopefully your time is much more valuable than wasting a whole lot more time 
you know, then, you know, in order to, well, I want to save that $60. Well, first off, you're still going to have material into it. And then the labor costs, and if you even do it right. So do you get the idea here? That's the whole premise of trade. That's the whole premise of just business and economies in general, is it allows prices to come down because people get really good at certain things. Nike gets really good at making shoes. Adidas gets really good at making shoes, you know, and because of that, and then because they get really good, they can produce in mass quantities, and that's what brings prices down, which is why you and I, we go to the store to buy a pair of shoes. Now, if you're listening and you like hobble together shoes as a hobby, more power to you, but 99% of the time, we're all going to the store to buy a pair of shoes. We're not gonna sit there and you know construct your own shoes in the spirit of saving a few dollars because it's just not worth the time. So because of all this, Bob's saying, yeah, I, I just wanna buy a block. So where does the block come from? Well, it's gonna come from companies. And I already touched on this, but let's just really reiterate, what is a company's main purpose? First off, yes, to stay in business. Hopefully I've driven that point across. And then from there, yeah, after you establish yourself and you, know, you, you start, stay in business, and then yeah, you can start to focus on growing. So because a company wants to stay in business and wants to grow, that is gonna be a, a main driver behind this whole tariff thing. But Bob wants a block, a company provides a block. Now let's just say that this company is outside of the United States or outside of the country that Bob lives in because I'm in uh, you know, the United States, I'm gonna go with that example. So Bob is in the US of A and this block company is making blocks outside of the country. And the other thing to note about this company is it is a for-profit company, okay? This is not some sort of charity, it's not some sort of nonprofit or anything like that. They are for-profit. So yeah, they wanna stay in business, yeah, they wanna grow because they wanna make profit, because they have shareholders, because they have, you know, they're just a, a business that is wanting to make money. So what happens in the normal situation? Well, this company makes the block in some external country, they ship it into the United States, and Bob goes and he buys that block. Now, what does he buy that block for, right? They're just not giving away blocks, they're gonna charge what? I'm, you're probably saying, well, they're gonna charge a price for that block, exactly. See, tariffs don't have to be complicated. So they're gonna charge a price. But have you ever just stopped and thought, okay, well, where does that price actually come from? Like, where does a company, how does a company know what to charge for you know, insert service, insert any sort of, you know, item. And in our case, a block. Well, let's kind of go through and look behind the scenes of the company. And the first thing that they're going to need to start to factor in is, okay, what is our cost to make this block? And there's, there's all sorts of costs that can go into something, but the, the, there's three main ones that I want to talk about here. The first is a labor cost, right? You need to hire somebody to make that block. And within the labor costs, you have you know, all sorts of kind of different branches, but you have you know, just a straight up salary, or maybe you have the per hour rate. So I don't know how this company is paying their employees, but it's either with some sort of salary or some sort of per hour. So that's one cost of labor. But then on the other side, it's okay, well, are, is, is the company providing or, uh, you know, dental insurance, health insurance, disability, you know, all these sorts of different insurances and regulations, uh, you know, don't forget about you know the, the many stipulations out there that in, that come with you know hiring an employee, but those are actually costs that fit into the the labor category. So they have those costs that go into making that block. Second, well, a block is made of something, right? Or in other words, it's made of a material. So what does that material cost the company to acquire? Again, that is another cost that the company has to pay to construct the block itself. And then finally, just overhead. 
you know, if they're, they're making these blocks at a, a big production facility, well, you got to keep the power on. So you have electricity, you got to keep the, you know, um, got to keep the water going. So you have utilities and uh, you got, you need, you need accountants, you need all these sorts of different dynamics. Uh, because like I said, it's, a, it, it's, there's lots of regulations, there's lots of rules when you hire people, there's bookkeeping that goes into, involved with this company. So you have accountants, you probably have some lawyers. I mean, there's a lot of just various things going on from the overhead perspective. Overhead is just all those different dynamics that keep the business running on a day-to-day -day basis. So all of those things combined together are contributing to the cost of that block. So let's just say, and I'm making these numbers up, the cost for that company to make the block is $6. Well, okay, $6. So if they charge it for six, what does that do? That doesn't do anything. That means they're just breaking even, right? And because this is a for-profit business, they wanna make money. So how are they gonna actually make money on that block? Well, they're gonna need to charge more than $6. So let's just say that they charge $10. So that means that for every block they're selling, they're gonna make $4 in profit. Now for you accountants out there, I realize maybe there's some dip, but just bear with me here, okay? That's, we're just trying to cover the overall aspect of things. So $4 profit per block they are making. So Billy Bob, or not Billy Bob, Bob, excuse me. Billy Bob is one of my favorite characters to use, but in this case, it's just Bob. Bob goes to the store, he sees the block for $10, and he's saying, you know what? I'll take it, and he buys the block. So there we go, pretty straightforward. But now let's introduce the concept of tariffs. And like I said, a tariff is a protectionism mechanism. And in this sense, it's basically a tax. Look at it as a tax that the US of A is charging the, you know, the, the, the country that this block is coming from. So now, because remember, the, the, the US of A, we have to import the block, right? We have to get the block from the external country into the United States so Bob can buy it. That is called an import. So we need to import, we need to get that block onto American soil. So what a tariff does is say, okay, in order to get the block onto American soil, we are now gonna charge you, let's just say, some percentage. So it's gonna be some percentage, 15%, 20%, it can go higher, it could be lower, but there's gonna be some sort of percentage that now the United States is charging that country, which you know that company has to pay. So. Sure, the lingo is a tariff, but really all that's doing is a tax on that particular company. So what does that do to the cost of that block? Let's, let's quickly review. What were the costs that went into it? Well, we had labor, we talked about that. We had the material to make the block. And then we had the overhead, accountants, lawyers, lights, plumbing, electricity, all that sort of stuff as a cost. But now all of a sudden, what happens? Well, now all of a sudden on the cost checklist, we have what? Well, we have the tax, aka a tariff that the company now has to pay. So what is that doing to the cost of the block? Hopefully you're saying, well, because it's a new cost and because you have to add in a new cost, that $6 block, well, it no longer costs $6 to, to make because, well, you have to pay more because of this tax. So now let's just say it costs the company $8 to make that block. So you, think about it. All right, fine, we'll, we'll still pay, but now it's costing us $8 to get that block to the United States. But remember, what is the company trying to do here? They are trying to survive. They are trying to grow. And when their profit margins start to go down, that may very well hinder another part of the business. That may impede their ability 
uh, to not necessarily stay in business, but definitely to grow. And I get it, yeah, this is sort of hypothetical, but the idea here is that the tariff, that tax, has increased the cost of the block. And because companies are for profit, because if you invest in companies, if you invest in the stock market, then those companies are serving you. They are trying to get as much profit as possible so that they can, you know, have their share values grow. And that's why, you know, when people invest in the stock market over time, you know, assuming you're doing it wisely, then yeah, you know, money does grow because again, you are investing in for-profit companies. So now it costs that company $8. Well, they like making $4 per block. In fact, their accountants, all their, you know, just different kind of logistics people are saying, you know what? We need that $4 per, prop, per block. We need that $4. So what are they gonna do in order to get that $4? It now costs them $8. What price do they have to charge in order to still make $4 per block? I'm not trying to insult your intelligence, but let's just go through it. If you're saying, well, they have to make $12 now because $12 minus the cost of eight gives you $4 per block. There we go. So now what happens when Billy Bob goes to the store? Well, he's looking at a cost of $12. So in other words, the cost just went up for Billy Bob, the consumer. You're now, you're like, well, it's only $2 more. And that's a fair point, but keep in mind, if this is occurring on, let's just say automobiles, it's gonna be a whole lot more than $2. If this is occurring on TVs, it's gonna be a whole lot more than $2. If this is occurring on any sort of higher ticket item, washer, dryer, fridge, it's gonna be a whole lot more than $2. So don't look at it as, well, it's only two bucks. Look at it as just the, 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 the premise here that I'm trying to set up. So Billy Bob has to pay a higher price. And it's not shocking why tariffs are, are pretty counterproductive. I mean, not to mention, it's essentially market manipulation, which is always ironic because you know people get busted, people get thrown in jail for manipulating the market, and yet governments do it all the time. Uh, and yet, you know, the, the Middle East with their oil and all that, um, well, you know, the Middle East wants to keep oil prices at such and such range, or they want them to go up, or they want them to go down. And so they're gonna, it's all market manipulation. It's just always one of the, the great ironies out there where people go to jail because of market manipulation, yet the government and countries do it all the time in plain sight. But I won't go down that rabbit hole. But a tariff is, at the core, market manipulation. It is causing prices, it is, uh, distorting labor markets. It is distorting just how businesses, how companies and, and, and customers interact. And in most cases, those prices are gonna be going up just because it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, if the company has to pay more, then they wanna stay in business at, at minimum. If not, because remember, in some cases, maybe the, the block goes up to, let's just say, um, you know, uh, the, the cost goes up to $10. Well, now literally they're at break even. So is the company really gonna just continue to charge $10 to stay at break even? Of course not, maybe the, let's do this, maybe the cost goes up to $12 and they've only been charging 10. Well, in that situation, the company has zero choice. They have to raise the price or they're going out of business. And of course, that's not what the goal here is. So moral of the story, tariffs, generally speaking, are causing prices to the consumer go up because of what's going on behind the scenes for the company that is producing whatever product or service. In our case, you know, the block. So what, what are my thoughts? What are my overall kind of, uh, you know, personal opinions? Like I said already, I don't like tariffs. Um, not necessarily because, well, they're gonna make me pay higher prices, but it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense 
Uh, you know, the one argument is, well, it's protecting jobs. It's going to keep jobs in this country. That, that's true. So let's say that, uh, you know, Bill, who's uh, Bob's brother. So Bill now has actually a little bit higher paying job because of the tariffs. The company's like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll just keep the job here and we'll, we'll pay Bill a little bit more. But it's counter, it's kind of counterproductive because, okay, sure, Bill has, a, you know, got a raise or has a little bit higher paying job, but now everywhere that Bill goes, he's paying higher prices for things. So it's essentially a wash. Bill makes more, yeah, but he's also paying for more because of the tariffs that allowed him to make more in the first place. So it's kind of like circular logic with the way that it works in some situations where, yeah, yeah, you know, better paying jobs. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, that. And everybody's implying higher wages, which is good. Higher wages are great. Don't get me wrong. But what is causing those higher wages? If What's causing those higher wages is something that is going to also cause prices to increase, then, okay, it's a wash. Maybe it works out slightly better. That's why I would never call tariffs just the, the dumbest thing ever, you know, the, the worst thing ever, because I do understand there's gray areas here and there. But from a broad premise, I just don't like them because I, I like free markets. I like things to just trade the way they trade. I like things to be able to flow the way they flow. And I mean, I, I like to pay lower prices because if I can pay lower prices for things, then that means I can take that money and either invest it, I can take that money and you know, spend it other places. Uh, but either way, um, while you know, I don't, you know, lower prices are not the driving cause, I do enjoy still lower prices and I'm assuming you as a listener do too. I mean, it's one thing for everybody to say, yeah, 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 tariffs, 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 protect jobs, protect jobs, protect jobs. But what are, what are people gonna say when they start to see prices increases all over the place? You, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. There, there's always, you know, give and take here. So you gotta just kinda keep that point in mind. And then also, just from a, a, a business standpoint, it's very difficult to forecast what exactly you should be doing. I mean, think about countries right now. You have all these threats of tariffs. You have all these threats of, oh, this is gonna happen, that's gonna happen. And now all of a sudden companies are saying, well, we were actually planning on investing into the company. We were planning on investing and doing this, which may have very well created more American jobs. But now because of all this uncertainty with tariffs and what exactly is gonna go on, now people hit the pause button and aren't quite doing anything. So it's hindering potential economic growth because it introduces uncertainty into the situation. And uncertainty in business, uncertainty, really in any areas of life, now that I think about it, is not really a good thing, right? Because uncertainty could turn out to be perfectly fine, that is, that is true, but it could also turn out to be really, really bad. So when you introduce uncertainty into the equation, things can kind of just, you know, I don't wanna say spin out of control, maybe that's too dramatic, but it just impedes progress. So that's why it all goes back to this, in my mind at least, circular logic of, okay, well we're gonna do tariffs because we wanna grow the economy, but now tariffs are introducing uncertainty, so now people aren't investing, so now all of a sudden it's not growing the economy. So it's very, very, uh, like I said, it, it's, it makes sense in some areas, but when you think about the whole thing, it's like, wait a second, you're almost right back where you started. And then the other very real thing that can occur is companies are just gonna say, wait a second, it's actually, if all these tariffs are gonna occur because if, uh, if another country fires back and says, fine, you're gonna charge us a tax, we're gonna charge you a tax. Well, now when companies in the United States start to get hit with taxes, what happens to their cost? Well, their costs are going up. 
and companies in the United States do sell to other countries around the world. So if those companies have costs that are going up, as we've explained, well then what does that do? Well, that causes them to need to raise their prices. But if they raise their prices, they may become less competitive in these other areas. So what is a choice that they could do? And what a tariff does, you know, where it essentially backfires on you, is a company in the United States could say, all right, fine, we're just gonna move operations to that country. Because if we have operations in that country and we manufacture it right there, then there we go. We don't have to pay any tariffs on it. And there, boom, there we go. Now, what does that do to the American worker here? Well, sorry, we were gonna be opening up a plan here, but because uh, you know such and such country over there has retaliated with their taxes on us, we just can't afford to make the product here anymore. We can't afford to hire you. We can't afford to keep you hired. So sorry, but we're gonna have to go to that country over there so we can avoid this tax. Again, circular logic. You're doing all these tariffs because you want to grow an economy, yet when American companies are going overseas, are moving to other places to avoid the retaliatory taxes, again, it's kind of counterproductive. Now I realize, well, there's already been a lot of country or you know, a lot of companies leaving the country, and that is true. I'm, I'm not denying that, but that has to do with many other um, you know, components, and I will just say this, you know, there's also a reason why things have slowed down in that regard when you have tax cuts and you have you know, companies now uh, you know, reducing their costs, because that's what a tax cut is. It reduces a company's costs. Again, I am not getting political. This is just basic business. This is just basic, well, how much does something cost to make? And when you have less tax, it means that it costs less to make it. And when it costs less to make it, well, you have more flexibility as a company. So yeah, tariffs, I'm not a big fan. It seems to be circular logic. It seems to be kind of counterproductive in many situations. I do admit that there is gray area. I do admit that there are situations where uh, you know, it could potentially work, but there's also without question areas where uh, it can backfire. There are situations where it becomes very evident that it's going to cause prices to go up. So with anything in economics, with anything in business, with anything in the world, there's always some give and take. There's always, uh, you know, certain situations where, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the parameters are gonna be a little bit different, but at the core, in my opinion, I, I just think the cons outweigh the pros. And as somebody that's just free market, let countries compete, let businesses compete, let everybody compete because when you have competition, uh, that's where great products come from, that's where low prices come from. Um, if people are not competing, if people are not uh, you know, trying to gain profit, then that kills incentive and when there's no incentives, uh, you know, there's no iPhones that, have, that are ever created. There's no automobiles that are ever created. There's no lots of cool stuff that ever get created if you know, the world is not a big competition and part of the competition is, well, let's have for-profit businesses, let's have low prices so that we can beat out our competitors and so that we can stay cutting edge, let's keep competing, let's keep innovating, let's keep growing. And tariffs, taxes across the board, they, they just impede that sort of mentality, that sort of competitive environment. Uh, so that's why I am uh, against the whole tariff thing. And while I understand the dynamics, while I understand it, it can work in certain gray areas, overall, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it. But I'd love to hear your opinions on it. Uh, so, I mean, feel free to email me. Feel free to hit me up on social media. On Twitter, my account is just at Money with Clay. On Facebook, Money with Clay, if you run a search for that. And yeah, feel free to leave me comments or whatever. But, uh, you know, that's my thoughts on it. 
And I, I'm not um, you know, a PhD economist or anything like that, but I'm just somebody that enjoys business, runs a business, and I would like to think kind of understands the basics of business in regards to cost, revenues, profits, and all that good stuff. But yeah, I would love to hear from you. So uh, hit me up, let me know your thoughts. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there. And I, I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the slab money method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.